Hey friends, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast, where we learn about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City a lovely place to live. I'm your host, Colin Johnson, with the Colin and Carly Group and Keller Williams Realty. It is a beautiful fall day here in Johnson City, and I am with a new friend of mine, Paul Boynton. He is the owner and co-founder, probably with his wife, Nina, of Off Leash Social. How's it going today? Uh, it's going wonderful. Yeah, so far. thanks for coming <laughs> into the podcast. I'm excited. I've been driving by your place because we live kind of around the bend. And so we drive by and I'm like, what is that? What is that? And then yeah. you got a whole new road put through to, to Lowe's, it looks like, kind of over that direction, too. Well, so. you know, that's probably not fodder for this this podcast. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that beautiful road was opened. Uh, the city and the county have not uh, come to an agreement. So... <laughs> So it's closed till further notice. I got you, And sir. that's all I'm going to say. I love that it. Matter. I love it. I'm starting off with a little contention, getting get him a little fired but It's not up. contention with me. I, I got you. They're I both good it. partners. I love it. I love it. That's hilarious. I love it. Well, tell me, tell the audience a little bit about you and, and where you're from and introduce yourself to the, to okay. the listener yeah. body a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I'm Paul. My um, my wife, Nina, and I are the owners and founders of Wealthy Social. Uh, we were living in Florida. We've, we're kind of well-traveled. We lived a, a bunch of places, and uh, we were in Jacksonville, Florida. And we, as we, we got older, um, we started to – we had a cabin in Georgia. Uh, this cabin was real rural, and we, for the first time, realized how much we liked kind of having space, some privacy, being in the country. I, I don't think I've ever lived more than like five, bu- five blocks from a Starbucks. Um, and so we set out a journey to kind of relocate. We could have gone anywhere in the world and uh, we kind of narrowed it down. We loved the Asheville area Mm -hmm. and through a year of looking at properties in Asheville, we accidentally found a place in Irwin. We're Mm -hmm. down kind of in Flag Pond. We're real close to the North Carolina line. Yeah. Um, so we accidentally found a place there. Uh, it's the greatest mistake we ever made. We we love it here. Uh, we've been here uh, coming up on seven years. Oh wow! Okay, so, so you didn't move here just to start your business? No, no. In fact, this business wasn't even a kernel of an idea, even probably eighteen months ago. <laughs> oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it's Johnson City Living. So, um, what do you love most about Johnson City? Is the number one question I yeah ask I and, and in fact I've. In preparation to come on here, I, I listened. I knew that question was well, coming. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> that was, I knew that question was coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I noticed everyone says the same thing. The mountains, the activity. I love that. Right. But by far, people, the best thing about Johnson City is the weather. Oh, my gosh. The weather's amazing It here. is amazing. It was 80 degrees yesterday, or Sunday, and it were November 4th, I think. And it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it is his... It's crazy. And, and this was instrumental to us moving here, but... This is one of the last areas where you can get four seasons, but they're all mild. So, um, you know, when it drops into the mid-40s, let's stop panicking people and realize, like, that's great weather. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's a great place to live just weather-wise. And then you'll – where are you from? Where did you grow up? So I, I grew up and, and spent – well, at this point, it's actually not a majority of my life, but uh, my childhood on the Jersey Shore outside New York City. Oh, wow. Um, and then I moved to Florida when I was 18. Okay. Uh, I, I was eager to get out. I knew everything. Moved to Florida, realized almost immediately. I you didn't, didn't know, know nearly, everything. <laughs> <laughs> not only did I not know everything, I knew almost nothing. Um, but I, I found my footing. I lived in Florida, um, in Orlando, 
where I eventually graduated from college, and then uh, I moved to Jacksonville, Florida. Nice. Uh, I was there uh, several years, met my wife, and then we, my wife and I, we did a brief stint overseas. We did a brief stint um, up outside New York City, uh, uh, work-wise, professionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post-Sandy, we, uh, uh, Hurricane Sandy. Right. Uh, we relocated back to Florida, and it just was too hot, too crowded. And we, I think we, I think it was like three years, and I hit my breaking point, uh-huh. and then we've been here since. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. What did you get your degree in? Uh, finance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And then so that's taken you around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, both my wife and I worked. Uh, she still does, but worked like primarily in banking. And okay. Stuff. And so that has afforded us the ability to move a lot of places. Yeah. So tell me about like you're just, I always wonder like, oh, let's move overseas. Like how does that process, how did you guys even start thinking about that? Or has that been something on your like bucket list? No, that was, I mean, that's one of the most crazy happenstance stories that could be a standalone podcast. Yeah. Um, We didn't have kids. We were 30 years old. We really didn't have anything tying us down. Um, her company offered her an opportunity. She was uh, working with a big investment bank. And we weren't married at the time. We weren't engaged. And I was like, let's go. But I couldn't get a visa <laughs> oh, yeah. or anything. Um, Where'd and, you guys go? Where, where were you uh, In Dublin, Ireland. Oh, wow. Yeah. And just had the cr- this really bizarre, crazy happenstance. I ended up getting a job over there before she did. Um, cool and so I worked that? in private equity, managing a large commercial real estate portfolio. Um, I We loved Dublin, Ireland, but the problem was we went over like three months before like the height of the financial crisis. Oh, like the whole year. And it deal. really hit Dublin way worse than it hit the U.S. And so very shortly into our stint, what – we weren't going over there necessarily permanently, but we were going there open-ended. Yeah. And pretty quickly, it was like, there's definitely an end to this. Yeah. Uh, but what was great about it is I, I had never, I'm not well-traveled at all, but having lived in Dublin, Ireland, uh, you know, I got to go to Paris. I got to go to Brussels and Bruges and, and you get to travel and, uh, you know, that one of the things that I, I think people don't realize is, like, when I was over there, all the guys in my office be like, oh, Americans, like, they don't have passports, they don't travel. And I go, oh, well, going from, like, New York to New Orleans is like going from Dublin to Paris. Yeah, it's a long haul. Like, <laughs> we have 50 countries in one state. Right. You have 50 countries in, you know, yeah, in like half Europe. of our state. Yeah. And, and so they would travel around and go to, you know, Portugal and Spain, like we would go to yeah. Virginia Beach for spring break. Right. Um, so in that very short period of time, we were able to do some travel. Um, you know, it, it was quite enlightening and it was fun. Uh, it ended too soon. Uh, and what's funny is we we have memories that are so vivid, but it, it was so long ago at this point that we're like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I've heard you can get a uh, an authentic Guinness up here at Mulligan's Gaming Pub, so you should yeah. check that out well, if you, you like also, that. You can also get one at Awfully Social. Oh, yeah? Uh, but well, Let's talk about that. Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'm tell like, you real I love quick, though. Um, having lived in Ireland, I would like to dispel one myth that I hear all the time is that they drink their beer room temperature. That That's – no. No. It's – it's a little warmer. It's like a 40-degree something, right? Maybe a little bit. 
but right. it's they don't drink warm beer there. No, it's <laughs> no nobody likes warm. They beer. also drink primarily their ciders. So oh yeah. When I went over there, the ciders weren't weren't big here at all. Yeah. Um, but they had like the ciders there are those. often drank over ice. Interesting. And it's fantastic. Yeah. And you know, manly men drink their ciders over ice there, and nobody says boo. <laughs> Uh, I I don't have the courage to do that yeah. yet, but but if somebody else wants to join me, we can start drinking cider over ice here. It's what's great. What's the thing that's a shandy? It's like um, beer, half beer and half something, and it's yeah supposed to be light and refreshing too, like yeah. a beer shandy. I forget what the rest yeah of it I, is. I don't know, but I, I've had a half cider and you know half Fireball. <laughs> uh, it's not exactly light. Uh, <laughs> whole, yeah, that'll wake it's you. It's a up. whole different kettle of yeah. fish. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so let's talk about off leash social. Yeah. So wasn't even a kernel of a thought in your brain. Yeah. And how did you guys, let's develop this idea. Let's come up with a, a, a business plan. Let's come yeah. up, how did it all, how did uh, you and Nina get going on this? So much like probably most people, um, we went to these places and we said, this is a brilliant idea. And then you just store that away. I mean, it wasn't like, this is a brilliant idea. We should do it. Right. It was like, this is a brilliant idea. Okay. Um, and so for years, we just really went. We would enjoy these places. We had an apartment in Charlotte. There's several in Charlotte. Uh, I've been to ones in Jacksonville, Florida, Greenville, South Carolina. And then there's one called Wag Bar in uh, Weaverville, okay. which is in Asheville, uh, which we went to all the time. We were members, and we, and we loved it. And we were like, man, like we need this in Johnson City. Yeah. And we just waited around for someone else to do it. No one did it. And... What I I was working on developing another business and that kind of fell through. It was a it was a real estate based business, and quickly into the due diligence, things went sideways. And so what happened was, I all of a sudden had capital and time that wasn't allocated. Gotcha. And I was at Wag Bar and I went, huh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it wasn't like I'm gonna do this. Right. It just was like. Huh. Huh. I wonder start I wonder if this is possible. Yeah. Um, the business model is super easy. Probably anyone can run it. The linchpin is finding the location. Sure. And that is actually what gives us an extreme economic moat because there's very few places that you can do this. You need a certain size, you need certain zoning, you need to be certain demographic areas. Yeah. And so it was just kind of a push pin in and said, ah, and um, what I've been doing the last seven, eight years is mostly just real estate development. Okay. So, so loving real estate. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. I said, okay, uh, let's see if I could possibly find a property. And uh, I got just lucky. I found a property that really, um, and, 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 you know, behind the scenes, we, there's some sophistication. So I use like a site selection firm and I said, all right, well, I need to find a property with X demographics, this uh-huh. and that. Um, but when you find that, the property has to be available. Right. You know, and then it has to be economically viable. Right. So the types of properties that this will work on are really sought after properties yeah. that, you know, you, you, you can't buy something for five million bucks and then let dogs run around for $10 a day. Like yeah. it, it just, you know, it's not economically yeah. feasible. So, um, I prescribe, you know, my kind of life philosophy is almost everything's luck. And so we just got this property uh, fortuitously. Yeah. And then just kind of, we kind of slowly put it together. 
But once I closed on the property, like we had we had machinery out there the next two night. days yeah. before we closed. <laughs> oh yeah. And we broke ground 90 days. I mean, we opened for business 90 days after. So you had it all lined up, right, ready to roll. Yeah. And, and we had, awesome. I mean, I had a lot of great partners in doing that, but we, I just, we, we'd sprint. I'm like, let's get open. Let's get open. Let's get open. Yeah. So. It's not, yeah. Not helping you not make any money. Correct. So, tell the, um, tell the listener body where you're located, I guess, where this piece yeah. of property is. that you Yeah. Um, so awfully social. So we're, we're a dog park plus bar. Now, we're actually not a dog park or a bar, <laughs> but that's just a kind of an easy descriptor. Uh, really, we're a different category of event space that, that you know, yeah. is kind of elements of a bar and elements of a dog park. Gotcha. Uh, but we're just an outdoor bar where people can come. You don't need a dog. Come, have time. I mean, we have a huge menu. Yeah. Um, very affordable drinks. We have trivia nights. We have food trucks. We have a lot of event stuff. And it's really the only outdoor bar in the area. Yeah. Um, there are awesome. other places where you can sit outside. Sure. Um, there are not any other places that I'm aware that's a full outdoor facility that has a full liquor license in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, which, that's pretty unique. Yeah. And that, uh, that was. That took a little while. <laughs> it was a little difficult to get a liquor license because of that. Yeah. Um, now that being said, if you do have a dog, uh, we have a, an off-leash dog park in which if you register your dog and meet certain criteria, you can bring your dog in and we have day passes. Uh, you know, you can get a monthly membership, an annual membership, or you can just come once and, and, and kind of come in and, and enjoy it. So you have a, um, a test for the dogs to like. You're going to bark a lot or you're uh, a biter or you're a, you know. So, yeah, obviously. So we don't breed restrict. We let anyone in. Uh, most people use just their own common, common sense. Like if my uh, dog's cool and he's going to be chill. I'm well, part, part of our model. So part of charging, you know, a lot of people are like, why would I go there? Why go to the free dog park? Right. Well, the free dog park is for people that are free dog park people. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain what free dog park people are. Free dog park people are not people that go to the free dog park. Free dog park people are people who go to the free dog park because it's free. Gotcha. So that's a huge distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, the What we do is we filter out. So let me give you an example. We require Bordetella, right? Yep. Bordetella is recommended by vets to dogs that go to doggy daycare mm-hmm. or are boarded. Yeah. Okay. So they don't get something. So... It's not necessarily that requiring Bordetella is we're trying to eradicate Bordetella. Is that across a population of thousands of dogs, we get a much better behaved grouping of dogs if we require Bordetella. Because the owner cares um, more for them. Well, about because it a bit. you know that those dogs tend to be more socialized. Yeah. And yes, it's an additional vaccination. Yeah. Um, the vaccinations in general. Uh, require like having a population of dogs that mm-hmm. go to the vet annually. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a big filter when you're yeah. talking. There's you know the number of dogs that are in the Johnson City area. There are a lot of them. So we're filtering out, and and you know our 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 payment structure too is filtering out primarily for people who invest in their invest in their dog. And when you get people that invest in their dog, you just get. You get better owners, better dogs in terms of in terms of really what's most important to us, which is safety. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. You want to. Yeah, I bet your liability insurance is 
Interesting, for sure. The carrier's probably like, now we think how to think about this and this and this and this. Well, it's actually not. I'll, t- I'll tell Is you this. Is it not? Because there's a disclaimer. Normally, I wouldn't even talk about this, but so many people, they go, oh, your insurance must be crazy. Yeah. Your insurance is very low. Nice. So there's, and, and I'll tell you why, there's people need to know this. So in Tennessee, like in most states, there's strict liability for dog bites. Gotcha. Your dog bites, you're responsible. Doesn't matter, poking it with a stick, it right. doesn't matter. The second thing is there's what's called the assumption of risk. Mm-hmm. So if you go into Lowe's, there's more dogs at Lowe's than in our dog park. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I, if I could just partner with Lowe's, yeah. we, we'd, you you know, I'd have 10 locations. I got a buddy over there. I'll hook you up. So, um, but if you go to buy a two by four and you get bit by a dog, Lowe's is going to be in big trouble. Right. If you go to a dog park and you get bit by a dog, the courts go, yeah, you're, in a dog park. you're in a dog park. Right. So between the strict liability, the assumption of risk that exists, um, the fact that we also, all dog owners, have to sign basically a, a, a very detailed uh, liability waiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, our, our insurance is extremely low because there's just not real opportunity um, mm-hmm. unless we're grossly negligent. Even that said, though, in three months, we haven't had a single incident in which we've, I mean, we've little scuffles. We haven't had an incident where, like, you know, a dog needed any kind of like vet treatment or any, we haven't had any single person injured or anything like that. Uh, it's nothing like your local dog park really uh, in, in terms of like what the scene is there. Yeah. And plus it sounds like you've got a fantastic menu and all kinds yeah. of drinks. And, and, and also too, we staff it. Right. Right. And, and so uh, kind of going back on your other question, Yeah, we don't give the dogs a test, uh, but we do have a database. Okay. So when we, 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 Rarely, but but not. Uh, it's not unusual for us to ask someone to leave. Um, you know, excessive barking and dogs humping, or just you know some issue. Um, occasionally, we'll tell people to leave, and then we mark the system. Gotcha. Uh, happens two three times, then they're expelled. Uh, uh, we've expelled two dogs. You can come back, of, but your dog can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even usually the dog can come back. Yeah, as long as it's not something. You know, if the, if the dog bites and, and were to draw blood or anything like that, that, oh, would, yeah. that would be permanent expulsion. Yeah. But, gotcha. Um, but it, it's a super safe environment. Yeah. We, our priority is number one, safety, number two, sanitation, number mm-hmm. three, everything else. Have fun. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so tell me, like, if I'm wanting to take my dog over there today, what's mm-hmm. the process? Like, if the listener here is like, hey, that sounds cool, let's go. Yeah. What does that look like? So what you do is you just go to our website. Uh, you register. So, and this is only if you're bringing a dog, right? Okay. So you go through register. Uh, it's it's about I don't know maybe 10, 15 minutes. We need a picture of your dog. We need vet records. Um, there's a, a waiver. There's questions. You know, breed, size. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, we do require a credit card. We don't charge anything. To, to anyone until they come. Okay. Um, but everything we do, we're cashless there completely oh. at the bar and everything. So okay. what we do, we've set it up so that once you get there, you just come and go. We check you in. We check you out. Um, and you can just do a day pass. And uh, for, you can upload your vaccination records or you can just bring them with you. Okay. But you can register at the gate. You okay. don't have to go a week out. You yeah. can be at Lowe's picking up paint and go, hey, I'm going to go over to Off Leash for t- and uh, just register. Um, so it's, you just have to have your documentation for your dog. You just Handy. have to have some, some yeah. documentation. We can take it physically or you can upload it or you can show it to us on your phone and stuff. So That's cool. Okay. 
And then you said there's a day pass. You want to talk about fee structure? Yeah. Uh, our day pass is ten dollars uh, just to come use it one time. Uh, right now, our monthly membership is thirty dollars, which gives you an unlimited use yeah. uh, anytime. And then our annual is two ninety nine, uh, which is twenty five dollars a month. Um, that's all for one dog. We have multiple. We have tiers for people. Multiple um, dogs and that kind of thing. You know, uh, uh, about thirty percent of the population of dog owners have multiple dogs. Yeah. So we have a we have a lot of people that have two, three dogs registered. Gotcha. So. Okay. And then, so talk about, let's talk about the restaurant and bar part of it. Uh-huh. So we've got the dogs, they're out playing, having their thing going yep. on. And then there's a big community of people too, right? They're all yeah. dog owners. They love each other. They love dogs. Yeah. And then, so they're hanging out and eating and drinking and having yeah. a great time. Tell us so, about that facility. Yeah. So we don't, we don't have food. Um, so we have a full bar. Okay. Uh, we don't have food. No we food. Do, yeah. We do leverage. Oh, you have. Tra- so we leverage food trucks, food trucks uh, to the it. extent we can. Um we are just now, when we opened, it's really hard to get food trucks. The really good ones, first of all, they don't want to come to a brand new business that doesn't have any proof mm-hmm. of concept. Uh, secondly, the, the good ones are booked out. Yeah. Uh, so when we opened, uh, you know, before the podcast started, I talked talk to you about, the, you know, the biggest circle in business is the things you don't know you don't know. You don't know you don't know. That's okay? right. So I was like, I mean, people would be lining up to get food trucks at our place. you got to be kidding me. No. Uh, getting food trucks was the hardest thing we did. It is hard to get them to come to you. It's really hard. Then, though, as we started to grow, we we had a couple food trucks. It was hit or miss. Um, some of it was we weren't busy enough. Some of them is you, you know they did they'd show up late. They run out of food, stuff like that. So um, it was a learning experience for sure, us. Sure. Yeah. Um, right now, we have a really good uh, relationship with Calaveras. A very professional truck. Okay. Great food. Yeah. They're coming every Wednesday. Okay. I have three to four other very high quality, reliable trucks that in the spring we're probably going to have some sort of regular schedule of this truck's every Thursday, this truck's every Friday, this truck's every Saturday. Um, we're, we're finally getting to a critical mass where we can support trucks sure. regularly yeah. and that they, they want to come. They want to partner and with And then yeah. we are... You know our property. Mm-hmm. Um, when I bought that, the road wasn't paved. It was blocked mm-hmm. off. We had zero traffic. We're going to go probably from zero traffic, uh, well, depending on if they open the road, to two, 3,000 <coughs> cars a day. Uh, we're going to have signage and a marquee out there. So that'll be a huge boon to the food trucks yeah, as well. For sure. And, and so now the bar part of it, uh, we have, I, I mean, I think probably 75, 80 uh, uh, items on our menu. Oh, wow. Now, what we do is we do just cans. Uh, everybody says, are you going to do taps? I said, no, because I can offer four, five, six times the, the, number, of the, options. the, the, the yeah. number of options. They come in a dog-safe uh, container that's 100% <laughs> recyclable. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that's, you know, that's the safety element of it. So yeah, everything we do smart. is in cans. Yeah. Uh, we do have uh, glasses of wine. We do have a full liquor bar. We do a little bit of mixing. But okay. A lot of it, we just have pre pre made cocktails. Yeah. Um, everyone's like, which are getting pretty good. Said, well, I said we we got twenty cocktails. If you can't find something, that that's your problem. Right. Not, right. You know, right. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So, what are your hours like? How often are you guys? Are you open every day? We're open every day but Tuesday. Uh, so we close Tuesday, uh, Monday, and everything's on our website. But we're we're open. At three o'clock on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay. Saturdays and Sundays we open at noon. Okay. And uh, we stay late. We have lighting in the park, uh, so we have you know bar hours. We 
you know, we have the games on and stuff. We're getting ready to do, we're, we're getting ready to get a big screen. Oh, cool. Uh, projector, because we want to do movie nights. Yeah. And we're going to try to capitalize and, and get better crowds for, for game days. Yeah. Um, I love it. So, so yeah, we have, we have night hours. Uh, the park's, you know, fully lit and everything. Um, and our hope is we have a huge expansion plan, and that includes yeah. more days, more hours, et cetera. Uh, I would anticipate at some point we're going to have morning hours. Okay. Yeah, that was my next question. What's the future look like for you, you think? Yeah. So part of this is like, you know, we'll wait and see. But there is behind the scenes, I have an entire kind of growth plan that's tied to certain metrics. So I know when we get X number of members, X number of registered, you know, uh, eventually. revenue coming in. Eventually, we'd like to add some indoor facility, which would uh, reduce our seasonality. Um, I actually think that like extreme heat is almost more detrimental than extreme cold. Sure. Um, but we are making significant investments over the next three, four months in preparation for the spring, uh, huge shade sales, uh, you know, stuff like that that's going to give us uh, some more more uh, coverage okay. in, in the hot times. Yeah. Uh, but in addition to just expanding the property and the footprint of the park, it's adding more staff and adding more hours. Gotcha. Ideally, I would like to be here a year from now saying we open up at 7 a.m. <laughs> We're open all day. Yeah. And my staff is four times what it, what is, it is today. Now. Yeah. Um, and and I we're we're getting there. It's just a matter of timing. Like you know when we'll get there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I can tell you're passionate about it. I know the listeners can't see your your face, but he he when doctors start talking about the future, he he likes to <laughs> to build and grow and create and and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So winter's coming. Uh huh. Are you guys shutting down for like January February? Or are you going to keep no, rolling? No. Okay. So we're we're, we're going to be open. Uh, I tell everyone, they say, what are you going to do in the winter? I said, well, you, you, you know, your dog likes to get exercise when it's cold out. Um, you know, dog, dogs don't mind it as much as humans do. So to the extent that is reasonable for a completely outdoor facility, we have um, – I have several – I have three very um, uh, pellet stoves that basically keep um, the bar area relatively warm. Yeah. I, I always say tolerable. Yeah. Uh, you can only get so much delta out, That's of, right. out yeah. of a heater when you're standing outside. Uh, we also have several uh, solo stove fire pits oh, yeah. that we put out. Um, and so we anticipate a pretty significant drop-off in things like the bar. Uh, we'll probably drop off in revenue less than we'll drop off in attendance because, again, your choice is going to be come home from work, turn off your car, and walk your dog or you can just leave your car running, Grab your throw dog. your car <laughs> in the warm car, and come up and have you know a spike cider while your dog runs around and you stand next to the heater. Yeah. So we think attendance won't drop off as much as you know naturally uh, you know our, our our revenue and bar stuff, but that's part of it. We we, we factored it in. We we know fully that January is not as good as as May. Right. That's fine, you know, but we will be open. We have an obligation to – we have annual members. We have monthly members, um, and a lot of them use it as a utility. Yeah, that's a good a idea, kind of like a doggy daycare almost. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it is – dog. It, I mean, it's a it's a substitute for but you got to be there for, for yeah. a lot of people. You can't just so. drop them off. Yeah. 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 You guys take kids? Can we drop off kids there and just no. let them run around? In fact, I'm glad you brought that up because mm. um, 
we don't allow anyone under 18. Okay. Good to know. That uh, we turn away a lot of people. Yeah, I bet. Now, I will say, people, uh, it's really insurance-based. Sure. Um, I don't think it's a really safe place for young people anyway. Mm, right. The Johnson City Free Dog Park has an age restriction, so yeah. it's not. It's, it's not, not just, just you. Us. It's not balls uh, out here, right? Wag Bar, we're we're eighteen. Wag Bar's twenty one. Uh, the the one in in, in Knoxville's twenty one. Uh, I think the one in Chattanooga's twenty one. So yeah. we're actually less restrictive, despite the fact the we're eighteen. Them, yeah. Um, we apologize. Ninety nine percent of people that show up with kids, they get it. They most of them get it. Um, but please stop bringing kids because. The kids stand at the gate. And you're like, I'm breaking their little hearts. (laughs) And the parents get it, but the kids don't get it. (laughs) It's like, Mommy, why won't you let me in? Give me me a break. I have to. And, you know, my wife, notoriously, my wife will do almost any job at the park except for tell kids they can't come in. So when that car opens and two kids get out, my wife just goes, you're up. (laughs) (laughs) You're the bad guy. Go bad guy. Yeah. Um, all right. So you said you can register on your website. Yes. You want to tell our listeners how to get there? Offleashsocial.com. Okay. Uh, pre- pretty easy. Yeah. Connect with you how? What's the best way to connect with you? Through the well, website if you want or connect like... to me directly? Yeah. Maybe uh, wanna... The website. You sound like a great guy on the podcast. We want to hang out with pretty, Paul. <laughs> we're a pretty small corporate structure. Okay. Uh, I think we have two total email addresses for the organization. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. info at offleashsocial.com, which is the only email on the website. Okay. That'll that'll get to that'll get to me eventually. Yeah. Uh, almost instantly, but uh, my <laughs> whether mom, you see my, it or not, my yeah. mom looks at that email as well. So that's funny. That's <laughs> funny. And then you guys are on all the socials, Instagram and Facebook yes. and LinkedIn. Yeah, and, all that, and that's so. where I have much less competency. You have to. Yeah. Same. The website will get you there. I. I you know, we have great social. Yeah. Uh, and we have a great partner, uh, Jess Sanders, who runs our social. Uh, and I'm very thankful. Um, but I usually have to text her, like, you know, can you post something right now? I, <laughs> right. I, I, I don't you know, know how to do it. <laughs> I even get notifications. People ask questions. And I'm like, hey, was this on Facebook or Instagram? I don't, I don't, I don't know. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. So um, what? Um, what's a good... Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Sorry, listeners. I was just thinking, like, um, if you want to come out to the dog park, you need to come meet with our friend. I was going to say, what's a good thing that you want to leave telling our listeners about Awfully Social? Anything you didn't share that you'd you'd like to? Uh, I would say, you know, we have so many people that are registered that never come out to the park. Yeah. Um, Our return rate for people i mean one of the cool things about this business is we we have immense amount of data so unlike most bars or most places uh we know when people arrive when they leave how long they stay and stuff like that um our return rate for people in the tri-cities area within 30 days is about 95 percent. whoa that's awesome so um we also if you look at our our google ratings and stuff uh, i mean i think of of 60 ratings. We have 59 five-star reviews. Cool. So we have a good product. Right. Um, come out. Just try it. Yeah. You know, uh, tells me that ninety. there's a 95% chance you're going to love it on, uh, yeah. enough to come back. For sure. And it's really a great community space. I mean, it is uh, this. the same people tend to come uh, at the same times and – that might be the case at, let's say, your local bar. Sure. 
But you have fundamentally one thing in common with 100% of the people that are in our park. Yeah. And that builds this sense of community it really where it's like everybody's friends with everybody. Everybody knows everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows everyone's dogs. They didn't know I, the, uh, by far the most rewarding thing is the relationships we've built. Yeah. Um, I have more friends that people that they're patrons. They're really our friends yeah. at this point. It, it just kind of crossed over. And uh, I, I have more friends that we've built since starting this three months ago than I've probably built in a lifetime. I think that's one of the best things about our area, too. The people, we love to make friendships. We love to get in, you know, into each other's lives and just yeah. be really, like, in a deep community with each other because yeah. we care and love. And it's and, a total yeah. safe space. I mean, the, like, yeah. the most common conversation that happens there is, like, what kind of what kind of like homemade dog food do you make? Yeah. And what kind of recipes? <laughs> I mean, uh, like, those are real conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I tell people this is less a place for dogs than it is for just crazy dog people. Right. Uh, me being the craziest because I'm the one. That, <laughs> what kind of dogs do you, do you have? Dogs? Yeah, I have two. Uh, I have two schnoodles. Okay. They, they run. It's a Schnauzer poodle mix. I've got two uh, mini Schnauzers. But uh, Bert and Gus. Ah. And they are. I mean, to some extent, they are mascots for the park. Oh, uh, cool. And uh, anyone that's spent any amount of time at the park has had Gus probably sit on their lap and require <laughs> require pets for an hour. <laughs> uh, my other one, Bert, he runs around. He's kind of a chief hall monitor. Okay. He's the kind of dog that minds his own business until mm-hmm. other dogs are having fun. And then he like goes we're going to shut that down. Stand, st- <laughs> well, he won't, he won't shut it down, but he'll let everyone know. That other people are having fun. Right. So. Yeah. That sounds like our <laughs> Cooper. He likes to bark a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. That's funny. That's funny. But yeah. we also, you know, look, we have one of my favorite dogs that comes there is a four pound dog called Little Dude. <laughs> Little Dude. And he's got three legs. Oh, man. And he runs around like a boss. And we have, <laughs> uh, 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 so we have uh, a giant St. Bernard. Oh, wow. It's like 160 pounds. Yeah. We have several Great Danes. Oh, man. Those things are um, So we run, the, we run the whole gamut. We have every type of dog, every type of uh, temperament. And we have dogs like people go, oh, my dog just sits in my light. And then some dogs, you know, run off and, and, and terrorize. Uh, we have everything. So. Yeah. yeah. That's um I think it just, and you can just go and just hang out and watch dogs. You Absolutely. don't have to bring one. So. Dog therapy. Oh, my gosh. I would love to just come watch dogs. Like every year after the Macy's parade, we were always watching the Westminster dog, you know, well, you, dog show thing. You, you missed your, oppor- your best opportunity was Halloween. Oh. So, so they all do- do- we had dogs some, dressed up? We had, you know, people dressed up. We had costume. And it, I mean, it, it exceeded our expectations. Sure. I, I mean, there was some just amazing costume con- costumes. And, you know, we had a costume contest. We were like, how hard is this going to be? Right. We were sitting there with like, like oh, six finalists like, going, oh, are... my God, like, I can't decide. And there were some like amazing con- costumes. People and, and uh, dogs probably too, right? Yeah, people and dogs. Yeah. And in fact, the, the, the kind of tie went to the to the people that dressed up with their dogs. With their dogs, yeah. 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 That's we a little like, extra that's, effort. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what it came to. You went down. the extra mile. You so, went. Um, but that, that would have been the time to come because, man, whew, it, was, it was pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've created just an awesome concept, an awesome thing, distant destination spot for our area, for dog owners. And I think all of our listeners need to go check it out. I know Carly and I'll come check it out. We won't bring our underage child. And, uh, <laughs> and, our, and our, By the way, you're welcome. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times people, I mean, yesterday there was a, a bunch of people that showed up 
and they had a bunch of kids. Yeah. Well, the wife said, ah, I'll take the kids. The two guys, I think they were brothers, went in. And they, they, at first they were like annoyed. And then an hour later, we're about, I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sitting here drinking beers, playing cornhole. I was like, you're, you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Little safe space. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, I really enjoy getting to know you a little bit. I appreciate and thank you, you for coming on the podcast. It's um, just been a lot of fun getting to know Paul. I can't wait to go meet you or meet your wife, Nina, there and see all these awesome dogs. I'm excited about it. So thank you so much. Until next time, I'm Colin Johnson with the Colin and Carly Group and Keller Williams Realty. If you want to move here, bring your dog, go to Off Leash Social. I would love to help introduce you to the area. Um, if you want to invest in our area too, I'm, I love doing that and helping people uh, create wealth there too. So give me a call and have a great day.